On today's show, Luka Doncic drops a 42-point triple-double in a win over the Portland Trailblazers. But the most important thing, I think, was the last four or five minutes. Mm. Jason Kidd tried something new, and we'll talk about that coming up in today's Lockdown Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Lockdown Mavs. don't believe you shouldn't be here. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager of the Locked On Podcast Network. Letting it ride on a Saturday night, baby. Thanks for making Lockdown Maps your first listen every day. Remember, Lockdown Maps is free and available on all podcast platforms, including YouTube. But the best way you can help us grow the show is to comment anything below. Let us know what's one reason the Maps won this game. Just give me one. There's a bunch, but give me one reason. Joining me, as always, my co-host, writer, and contributor at Mavs.com, the Retroplex Rube, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? I want to give a shout-out to everybody who stopped us tonight. Honestly, between the two of us, probably like 20 people. It was awesome. Yeah, man, it was a lot of fun. Retro, uh, welcome to the Retroplex nights. All the vintage stuff, all the, man, it's so much fun. It's literally the best, the best city edition stuff since they've came out with the city edition. They had a, they had a big party there in Victory Park, roller skating. There's a roller rink. They put a roller rink out in front of AAC. It was wild. Brought out all the all the old school vibes. True Brand did a collab with them. Their first uh, collab ever. By the by the way, True Brand is the one that does the upside down Dallas hat that you see Isaac and I wear. That a lot of YouTube commenters say says salad, <laughs> which I find very funny, and so does my family. Um, but yeah, they, uh, but not, they had a pop yeah, a up in front of the AAC. All kinds of new merch and stuff. You can get it all online too. It's all very much available. Should I give them the QR code? <laughs> Uh, the jerseys tonight. They gave that, out these shirts with a QR code on the back. Yeah. So if you want to get the, the merch. <laughs> somebody's, somebody's scanning that. Um, <laughs> but no, man, I, the jerseys, unfortunate that we didn't get the court tonight. But, you know, the jerseys tonight with the players. I mean, it's this could be my favorite Mavs jersey of all time. Ooh, it did look nice. It did look it nice. It looks so nice. The blue and everything is so good. Luckily, they won. I was worried for Sean Heath. I leaned over to Bobby at one time and said, hey, is Sean Heath going to feel dumb if he's walking out of this place after a loss? With a fake like, mustache. Yeah, headband, like all this stuff. Sean Heath is the PR guy. He's the one that, that is like, it's time to go to work. Let's go, Mavs. Or like introduces Luca or, you know, Luca, that guy. And he was all decked out. He had a wig on. He had a fake mustache. He had like... Have all the the gear on. He was like all decked out, ready for retro night. But really fun night in the AAC. Great to see the Dallas Mavericks obviously get a win, but all the ancillary stuff around it was fun as well. Let's get into the win though. Mavs get a win, 117 to 112, and Luka Doncic outduels uh, Damian Lillard and Jeremy Michael Jeffrey Jordan Grant for uh, 42 points, 13 boards, 10 assists. Two steals, just two turnovers, by the way. And maybe the most important stat, he only took five threes, Isaac Harris. (laughs) I was getting worried a little bit in in the fourth quarter uh, before they they made their run there. But uh, 
he was shaved, clean cut. I'm tell yeah. I'm telling you, I'm I'm I'm. Did- it's not even full conspiracy theory. I, this is a theory. I feel I have. like you. I feel like the pod after the Wizards game was a little subtweet at me, but I was like, I haven't shaved forever, and he was like going in on. You know, Luca, he's like, yeah, when he's just looking straggly out there, it just means, and I was like, do I take this to heart or? As me, like the always clean shaven because my beard looks terrible person. (laughs) But Luca did look good. He did look. look Shaved his face, looking great, looking, looking more engaged for sure in this game. And I don't know, like, do we learn anything from this? Because the Mavs play up and down in competition. And so the Blazers coming in, we're, we're a good team. They have a good record, right? What was it? They're like nine and yeah, they're I think they were nine and three coming into this game, nine and four now. And you're like, okay, well, they just played up to another team. Are we okay with that? Like at a certain point, sort of, because then you know that they're at least gonna be able to play up to competition in the playoffs, which they did last year. But I don't know if we we take anything after the two the two awful games that they lost that Isaac was referencing to the postgame pod uh like a couple days ago to now. But what I think the Mavericks did try to change. They did have a day between this game and then the Wizards game and that back-to-back with Orlando and Washington. There was less isolation from Luka. And in the sense that it was just Luka at the top of the key, everybody spreads out, and then just go to work. That's it. Like I went back and I watched on Synergy all of his isolation attempts. It was only 10, by the way, in this game, according to Synergy, which they can be off a couple here and there, but... And it was mostly just like him catching the ball on the elbow or he has Damian Lillard on him on a switch. And so you're obviously, he's going to obviously attack that. Or he had Drew Eubanks on a couple of switches. You're obviously going to attack that as the center of the Blazers since Nurkic was out. Like it was, it was a lot more manageable for him, I thought, in this game. And I could see the Mavericks trying to limit his touches, limit his amount of, you know, the work that he does and, uh, and like, just by Josh Green bringing up the ball or Dinwiddie bringing up the ball or even Dorian. or it's like They keep trying to add these little things. And I thought that they at least made an effort in this game to, to take the ball away from Luka a little bit or at least limit the workload. He's still going to go off when he's going to go off and you want yeah. him to. But I thought that they tried something after we were frustrated about it the last two games. Yeah, 42-point triple-double for Luka. Uh, 10 assists, 13 rebounds in this game. But my favorite stat of all for Luka, 15 of 18 from the free throw line. Yeah. It's like one, you got 18 free throws. Does that, uh, is that a coincidence that he only attempted five threes in this game and he got 18 free throws? I don't think that's a coincidence no. um, because that means he's getting to the paint. Now, Portland was also playing a little bit of that defense of saying, hey, let's just dare it. We don't care that Dame's getting switched off on you. If you want to score over him, sure, we're going to try to stay home. They still attempted 43 threes in this game, only hit 14, but. It was it was those other guys, you know. Here, Christian Wood came into the game and had ten points in three minutes. It was like, all right, because he, I mean, he was just feasting on. Portland didn't have Nurkic tonight. They ran that three times in a row. They ran that three times in a row. That pick and roll, the one five pick and roll with Luca and and Wood, and they scored on all three of them. Well, they didn't have Nurkic, so Drew Eubanks had to start, and then after that, they had Trendon Watford was their backup big, and he was only six eight. And it's like, maybe, <laughs> yeah. And as soon as they put him in Christian Wood, you know, this is, this is the Christian Wood effect on the second units here because yeah. he could just feast on a guy like Trendon Watford and he just got buckets. <laughs> you didn't have to say it like that. He has a family. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, Luca cooked him a few times too. He was a minus 14 in this game. For he, the, 
Trenton Watford, by the way, fouled out in 12 minutes. So, <laughs> um, but no, you know, we'll talk about the end of the game and, you know, some of those big shots late, but Luca got help tonight, but also, you know, he only attempted 22 shots. And I say only because, only. you know, there's a game the other day, he had 29 attempts, stuff like that. So felt like he had a little bit more help tonight. Yeah. Let's get to the end of the game here because I think that that really stood out to me the most. I thought that ending the game, like the Mavericks had, they had different, they had different leads in this game. Of course, they they blew a couple, a couple leads in this game, like they they have been this year. Comes down to the wire, and you're like, all right, we got to do something different. Christian Wood has fouled out. The Blazers have been winning for most of that third quarter. We got to figure out something different. And so instead of just putting back uh, Dwight Powell, who had a pretty rough night overall. Or yeah, put, probably probably his worst game of the season so far. Yeah, or putting in Maxi, who had been doing okay, but you know wasn't hasn't been giving them the three point shooting, hasn't been giving them you know a couple things that they would want. He's like, all right, let's just go small. Let's he just didn't even, what? Or putting in Javale. He decided not to even put in JaVale at all, like in any in any way or capacity. He's like, I was fully prepared for a if if they lost this game. Don't you don't you believe I had a tweet ready saying the maps are 0 and 2 and Javel plays zero minutes? <laughs> That's a perfect tweet that you would send out. And uh the, the Jason Kidd decides to go small. So coming up, let's talk about what that lineup did and how the Mavericks are able to take advantage of the Blazers with that lineup. We'll talk about that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you quickly about Bet Online. It's the best place to check out the odds and lines inside and outside of sports. You can go right now and see all the games that are available. You can see uh, they have NFL stuff. If you're interested in that, they have single game NBA stuff. They have future NBA stuff. You want to do any future NBA stuff? Yeah. Who do you think has the number one odds to win the championship right now on Bet Online? Uh, Milwaukee. Milwaukee and the Boston Celtics are both tied. Uh, plus fifty five. Um, plus five hundred and fifty. Warriors still third, plus seven hundred, and then the Clippers plus eight hundred. I thought the Warriors odds would be a little bit higher, but. Um, Warriors, Clippers, then Suns at plus a thousand. Got to go all the way down to plus eighteen hundred for the Dallas Mavericks. They're behind the Celtics, Bucks, Warriors, Clippers, Suns, Nets. That one's weird. Cavs, Grizzlies, and then the Mavs. So go check it out. It's Bet Online where the game starts. All right, Isaac Harris. We're talking about the Dallas Mavericks game, and can I give you a fun spread thing real quick? Yeah. Since we did a a, a Bet Online ad. I'm pretty confident the spread for this game was six and a half and the, the maps were up by seven and Dame misses that like 30 foot shot. He chucked just, that shot and it just bounces out and Anthony Simons just throws up this three at the buzzer. That was totally meaningless and hits it. It's <laughs> so Portland covered. And, uh, <laughs> so, uh, I've seen, I've seen some tweets about after game was like, this is one of the dumbest covers we've ever seen in an NBA game. So uh, anyway, just want to, the Mavs were a six-point favorite, or the Blazers were? Six and a half. The Mavs were Mavs, six and a half? Mavs were. Wow, that's kind of surprising to me, considering how good the Blazers have been. Mm. So, at the end of the game, four minutes left. The Mavs decide to go small. They put out Luka, Dinwiddie, Tim Hardaway Jr. stays out there, and the two wings in Dorian and and Reggie Bullock. What did you see? After, after Christian Wood fouled out. After Christian Wood fouled out. What did you see yeah. from that super small lineup? Um, I mean, they're, they're a little bit more flexible, obviously, when you put Dorian at the five and it's like, all right, well, you're just going to switch everything. You know, honestly, I don't want to be the Debbie Downer here, but 
I don't feel, feel like I learned a ton in that because I don't think it was as much the lineup. They didn't have a, you know, Eubanks had five fouls. It's also Drew, Drew Eubanks. And you're not like trying to, you know, you're not going small saying, I don't know, Eubanks is just really going to, you know, take advantage on the other end. You know, so it, you're you're doing that against a team that really doesn't have a big out there. And even the, like a lot of the shots, I wouldn't know. I don't know if I'm crediting a lot of the shots because of, you know, freaking Spencer Denway to hit three straight clutch threes. Dorian hit a, you know, a clutch three at the top of the key. So it's like some of these things were happening. I don't know how much of that was because of how, how they went small, but I love it. I love that lineup, by the way. Here's one thing I think that, that did affect the, the play with that small ball lineup. I thought they got more space. With that, yep. I thought I thought the threes were more wide open. Like the extra swing pass would always go to like did that. What was that? The third one that Dinwiddie hit. It was on the left wing, where you're just mm. like, there's literally no one around him for 15, 20 feet maybe. And I, I think they got a little bit more spacing with that lineup than they normally would have or, or have been. And they had extra like decision makers with the ball. They had, you know. Like extra guys that can bring the ball up, they were a little more. Like, You're better defensively because were, you know this. The swapping out Dorian for Christian Wood, obviously you could defend a little bit better in that. Um, but you know Christian Wood's a a good shooter too. So, but yeah, defensively they could definitely switch it. You're at least you're definitely faster on defense. And oh, yeah. like you said, Nurkic didn't play in this game. Drew Eubanks is going to kill you down low. Even Jeremy Grant like didn't get a ton of his work done posting up and doing all that kind of stuff. Like he was just. <sighs> That guy was just lights out. He, he torched it tonight. 37 points. I was joking in the second half. I'm like, is he going to get a 40 ball tonight? But almost. I, I also want to say this. Damian Lillard, I was I was so annoyed tonight. I haven't been this annoyed with a with an opposing player in a while. Go off. Some, some of these foul calls, some of the selling, and I get it. Luca had 18 free throws tonight, and he sold a little bit too. But some of these fouls called on Damian Lillard, I'm like, all right, I'm no, I know it's Dame, but what are we doing right now? The, there was a foul on Reggie to where he was just coming off a screen and just barely stopped, and Reggie just barely bumped into his back. I thought Reggie got screwed on some calls tonight. How, I, about, how about the one on Dwight where Lillard just fell down in front of him? And they called well, it, Reggie, yeah, Reggie stepped on the back of Lillard. Yeah, but they called foot. it on Dwight. <laughs> and then that one on Josh, like you never see Josh say anything, but – Dude turned around, just like yeah. gave the ref an earful, and that was just a dumb. I don't know. It's just we see star players come through Dallas all the time, but it felt like tonight was just a little bit of, all right, this is just getting out of hand. This is dumb. Was it? A, did that ref maybe, like, are they friends with Tony Brothers? Maybe, and they they're in the <laughs> brotherhood, and so. I don't know how many free throws did Spencer get tonight? Zero, <laughs> zero. Did he, did he really get zero <laughs> again? We need to hold check on, how on. many free throws. <laughs> How many free throws has Spencer gotten since the Tony brothers? <laughs> yeah, it was actually up, right? Wasn't it up? He like got 10 in one of those games. Can we let, let's, let's give him some praise though. He's been awesome. This, I mean, 20, 20 points tonight, but he hit six threes in this game. Um, I want to see him more aggressive. He only, he only shot, you know, 11 times tonight, but uh, out of those 11, he, you know, he's seven, 11 from the field, but those three clutch threes at the end, Big time. I mean, you need a guy like that to to help Luca there in the clutch. I mean, what what did they do? I mean, he got those threes because Portland was bringing you know a second defender over, and that's that's the type of defense I feel like we're seeing more and more this year. Is hey Luca, 
we don't care who gets switched off on you. We'll dare you to beat us most of the game. And then late in the game, we're going to double you and dare these other guys to shoot and bank on. They haven't been, you know, getting a ton of shots in the game. They're not feeling comfortable. They're a little cold and all this stuff. That's, I feel like that's the game plan out right now on Luca. Have we really, we've really seen that game plan. Like how many games in the Mavs played now? We've seen that game plan in like 11 out of their, 11 out of their 12 games, I think so far. It really has been that same strategy. And so it's, sometimes it's like I'm watching the same Mavs game over and over. And, yes, them blowing leads and, uh, you know, guys missing shots and a bunch of stuff is for sure. But it's the same strategy against them over and over again. And, you know, I know some of the, you know, Christian Wood fouls out tonight. And it was like, all right, decision time. Who's who's he going to put in? He puts in Dorian. Um, and then, you know, you I think some Bullock, people. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm totally down with playing Reggie over Josh Green. Is that? Hot takeish, uh, especially on tw- on Mavs Twitter, it would be because I feel like they're all ready to ship Reggie out of town with the way that he's been shooting. He's just really struggled to shoot the ball. But guys, this stuff went on for like another month last year, like yeah, with Reggie, we're, right? We were like, talking about it in the media room. He he only started shooting forty percent from three in January. <laughs> yeah, and this dude was one of the key pieces in the playoff run, like yeah. playing a ton of minutes. I just. I don't know. I'm I'm giving for his career shooting numbers and everything and what he did last season. I'm giving him more of the benefit of the doubt, right? Like give him. It's just, it's just peak fandom that, you know, when we're 12 games into a season and we're like, Hey, we're going to ship off the 40% (laughs) three point shooter who just helped us get to a conference final. Like frustration and him missing is one thing like that. You know, that's fine. Like, Tweet it out, like like, tweet it out. Sometimes you have to, right? Elon's tweeting it out right now. And it's and it's (laughs) just it's just misses. It's not like he's like driving to the basket, turning it over, and he's just not playing his game. You're like, all right, this is just like dumb. Like, what's going on? He's he's missing, but he's a good shooter, and he he'll find his groove. I'm confident he'll find his groove. But even if he doesn't, we need to give it a little bit more time before I'm like, hey, Jaden Hardy, you want to take Bullock's role? (laughs) Like, come on, yeah. Um, oh, one thing about Luca earlier, I have a couple of notes here. Jason Kidd said something interesting in his post-game presser. Uh, Tim Cato of The Athletic, who we know listens to this podcast, asked him about the five threes and about how he uh, uh, that Luca took less threes than he has. And he said, is that something that you guys are telling him or is that something that he just comes up or is that the game plan? And he said, you know, J- Jason Kidd kind of beat around the bush a little bit. And then he added this little aside that was like, he also didn't fall down as much in this game or spend time on the floor. <laughs> and I found that really, really interesting because it was true for one, Luca wasn't like flopping or doing as much like selling and, and on the floor, like falling down and things like that, where we see him grab his funny bone again. Like how many times has he hit his funny bone oh, all the <laughs> this time. season so far? But I found that really interesting as a point of emphasis from Jason Kidd that Luca hasn't, you know, fallen down or in this game specifically. Uh, and that he noticed that I found that really interesting. And it's not just falling down. Luca um, falls down very easily, o- Oscar worthy, you know, very hard at times. And those things do add up after a yeah. while, taking your energy and everything. And it affects the defense on the other end. Like, this is all stuff that, that you know, I'm sure you see on a daily basis when you watch the Mavericks. You're like, hey, Luca just fell down and tried to sell this call, like, went all out to sell this call, and now he can't get back on the other end on defense. So, it all affects all of it. Um, a yeah. couple other notes. So Tim Hardaway Jr. had like 
he had a uh I don't know I don't know what I want to say. He scored. He had 16 points. He was plus 23. <laughs> he's plus 23. He scored. He's like, well, it's like I didn't want to say he shot the ball well because he didn't, right? Like, but he found he found ways to score. Did he play defense well? I don't think he played defense well either. But he's a plus twenty three off the bench. Like th- those yeah. minutes going against the bench units were, you know, were good. He had five assists in this game too. But the thing that I was, I asked him after after the game, he goes three of ten from three. He's not shot the ball well in every game except for one this year, really. And I was like, is there anything different coming back from an injury? Like he comes back from a foot injury. Is there anything different when you are jumping or cutting or anything like that? Like what's the hardest part? And he said, you know what I'm doing is I'm jumping too high on my shot. Tim usually jumps high on his shot. Like mm. you see him really get elevation when he takes a jump shot, but he's jumping too high. And he said, I don't need to do that. I just need to calm down. I'm kind of amped up to get back and I'm excited that I'm back and playing, but I'm jumping too high. And I found that interesting as well. That was really interesting. I thought one of the, um, one of the more fascinating things to um, hear or like read or uh, listen to him explain is Ray Allen talking about his shot and how much of it's lower body hearing guys like JJ Reddick, these shooters like, you know, Tim Hardaway, it's whatever um, just how much the lower body affects the whole shot and all of that. But it's I mean, all, he, yeah, he wasn't, he did have 16 points in the game and I was joking about his defense stuff because you know, he, yeah, he's not good on defense at all. But man, Jason Kidd loves him. <laughs> and yeah. it's like, you know, I, if we wanted Josh Green in the closing lineup, it wasn't Reggie. It was Tim if I was going to put Josh in over somebody. But um, but uh, even then, I was like, all right, cool. You want to finish with Tim? That's fine. Uh, but Kidd likes him. And he's a good teammate. And But he's, he can be frustrating as a fan, too. You know who had two assists to Spencer Dinwiddie's late threes in this game, though? Was Tim Hardaway Jr., Ooh. who made the extra pass Ooh. and didn't just chuck up another shot that was a little bit contested. He went for the better shot. He did the Ted Lasso, Jamie Tart made the extra pass and he got it to the right guy. And, uh, and I, I think, you know, does that prove that Jason Kidd made the right choice? Like, I think so. I think so in this game specifically, but yeah, he, man, at times in this game, he was getting worked by Jeremy Grant. <laughs> like anytime he got switched onto him, I was like, Oh, oh God. man. Oh God. <laughs> um, Christian Wood, I thought he played really, uh, really well offensively. Yeah, uh, he's got to work on the offensive fouls though, and, and it that's not all just refs. Like you, you look at some of his offensive, you know, fouls this season. He did had he, he had that hook on Damian Lillard at, at one yeah. of them, and you're just like, that's so obvious. I look down, I look down the bench, and I could just see Jason Kidd like, why, why does he do that? <laughs> this is yeah. really his expression. Um, but yeah, it's stuff like that. You know, the the six foul on Josh Hart on the rebound it's like he should have blocked him out and he didn't he was ball watching yeah. and josh green you know josh hart came flying in for the board and by the time he realized that he was fouling him in the sixth foul so it's like there's just and that's just some discipline stuff that he'll hopefully he'll get better at and he'll figure that out but you know would they have finished the game with christian wood with four men something to go it looked like it i mean he, he played a lot in the four it looked like they finished the first gonna, half with him yeah it looked like kid was gonna you know leave him in there but uh we didn't get to see it and I mean, they end up winning the game, so that's fine. Yeah, they they really benefit from his extra scoring punch. Just the just the options, and he's great in the pick and roll when you can get him going, right? Like they had they had that run in the first yeah. quarter. What I didn't understand was you come back in the second quarter, and um, like they had they had run that pick and roll in the first quarter really well when the second units were out there, and then in the second quarter when Luca came back in, they were playing Maxi or they were playing Wood and Dwight together, and I'm like. That just negates that whole thing that you just had in the first quarter where you had this this uh like 
this advantage with Christian Wood as the five. And instead yeah. they put Dwight in there. And if you do Dwight instead of Maxi, like you don't get the spacing with Maxi, and you just only have Dwight in the lane, then all of a sudden this lane is packed up because Christian Wood's trying to either take advantage of a mismatch or or you know, run a pick and roll, and then Dwight's down there in the, in the paint in the dunker spot too, because that's where he can only stand. So I thought that was an interesting move. In the second quarter, they they lost their lead in the second quarter. And uh yeah, I thought I mean, that, they were about thought, they were about sixteen points at one time and lost it. I know. <laughs> they almost they almost they, blew another game like this again. They also got killed on the offensive glass. They had twelve rebound, you know, by a small uh, team. Yeah, Port, Portland had twelve offense rebounds in this game, second chance points. Um, they had twenty second chance points in this game. That's where they got um, killed. It wasn't the offensive yeah. rebound because it was twelve to seven, but they, yeah, the twenty second chance points to nine. That's where it really hurts you. Yeah, I think they even. I think it even started the game. Three straight shots missed, offensive yep, boards, exactly. second chance points. Yeah, they had so, two offensive rebounds in the first like two minutes of the game, and it was a zero to seven start. Yeah, so they were just getting beaten down low, but hey, they pulled it out. I was really worried they're in the fourth. I'm like, this is gonna be a tough one. Three games in a row, losing that. Um, up up by sixteen again, losing the game. So uh, they pulled it out, and now. They're six and one at home this season so yeah. far. So I feel like it's a reverse from a year or so ago to when we're like, dang, can they just win a game at home? I like I feel like every game I go to, they lose. But uh, T- Tim yeah. Hardaway Jr. was wearing a hat that said, "I tweeted it out." His the the sky is falling is what it said on the hat, and I was like, that's what it would have been like if they would have blown this game and lost this game. It literally, would have felt like the sky is falling. Turns yeah. out it was just Russell Westbrook's brand. So yeah, he's supporting his uh, future teammate. Um, you think he's getting traded? <laughs> Wait, who's getting traded? Tim or I was going to say uh, which, which side of that? Uh, you know, something to look out for too is you know when Luke is going to rest. You know, we were saying on this podcast um, back last week of like, hey, these are some things we were listing out things we want to see. One of the things I threw out there, I was like, a rest day for Luca. <laughs> it looks like it's going to come pretty soon. You know, Jason Kidd said he mentioned uh, pregame that uh, you know it was a conversation about him setting out this Portland game. He obviously didn't. Um, it's looking like it's going to be one of these, you know, games of the back to back. They have Clippers on Tuesday, Rockets on Wednesday. Naturally, it looks like it would be the Rockets say, you know, game. Get ready for that Rockets game. <laughs> um, I think they've only won like two games or one if game. If you've got tickets, maybe adjust your <laughs> adjust your schedule. Maybe. Uh, but you never know. Maybe maybe he really needs the rest right now. It's like I would rather take that, you know, night off against the Clippers and come back and play the Rockets and yeah, try to he get doesn't, that. He doesn't love playing the Clippers or anything like that. <laughs> uh, but we'll see. There you go. Guys, thanks so much for listening to us and hanging out with us and Locked on Mavs. Thanks to everybody that came up to us today, too. I know we mentioned that yeah. at the top, but there's a whole bunch of people that were like, Raccoon Squad, or like talking to us. Uh, we love shout that. Out to the D- shout out to the DM I got uh, tonight saying, hey, there's a City Edition beanie. This is all you for the pod. <laughs> you need to get this. And I, I DM back, and I was like, I'm going for it. It's it's happening. So here you go. He's wearing it. For you. But literally wearing it on the pod today. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. Peace out. Boom.